John. Hi, Star Force Commander Marilee. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> how are you? <laughs> yeah, it's been a confusing morning, but that's okay. Really? Well, I've been, yeah, I've been sort of trying to figure out our yesterday's conversation, which, of course, in my case, causes me to become confused. But, um, <laughs> Why? <laughs> I'm, well, I'm trying to, um, I had to go back and review uh, matter, matter, quote unquote matter, um, in the universe. What's it, you know, what's it made of and how does it work? Yeah. Because everything we talk about has to do with some form of matter. Okay. Um, I mean, at least it's it's being introduced. It has to be introduced to matter in some way, even if it's even if it's metaphysical. It still has to get through the matter. Um, particles, quarks, you know, uh, things that you know go buzz in the dark, whatever. They're everywhere, and. Um, I'm trying to think to kind of justify in my mind how we, how your positioning gets through that, um, with um, because what you're talking about in terms of there has to be communication in what you're talking about. It seems to me that the spirit has to be able to communicate with those spirits is trying to communicate with, and of course that means that it has to be infinite. Uh, which means it has to be faster than the speed of light. Right. And uh, until we are able to connect um, positive and negative matter to create some kind of a um, well an attraction, we can't go faster than the speed of light. But see, if we assume that it is this at the speed of light it means that it's coming from somewhere and has a destination to somewhere. And that's a false reality. It doesn't come from somewhere. It doesn't land anywhere. It's just here. It's literally here. So, so what, so what you're saying then is what you're proposing is what the scientists are calling dark matter. That is that it's, it's the stuff that's everywhere else besides the stuff that we look at. Like uh, it's not it's not Mars. It's whatever's around Mars, is the is the medium. Yeah, it's what yeah. It? I refer to okay. it as the nothingness. Okay, the nothingness. That's good. You make a great mid-century philosopher. <laughs> I can see where I can hardly wait to. I can I can just imagine it, you sitting with Martin Heidegger at dinner discussing <laughs> nothing. <laughs> right the nothingness i did a whole post on that years ago <laughs> and it's just um it's just beautiful because we don't pay enough attention to the nothingness and that's where all the power lies you know yesterday i um <clears throat> was kind of digging through my stuff trying to find the course of miracles and instead i landed on the book 528 by uh, by dr leon horowitz or leonard i'm sorry and, uh, you know, it's such a great book. I don't know if you've heard of it or not, but it's the book of 528 Prosperity Key of Love. And, uh, gosh, I started reading this so, so long ago, fell in love with it, and I never finished it. I got halfway through it, and I don't know what happened in my life at that time, but, you know, I just opened it up again, and I thought to myself, you know, now that the book is published, you know, what's in the rest of the book here? 
and I'm looking through and you know the whole book is so full of information scientific proof um, studies and you know relating it to um, like transformation enlightenment and space-time probabilities music uh, frequencies Tesla I mean it just goes on and on and on but you know throughout the whole book these are, these hmm. are scientific you're calling these scientific proofs of of God, of what? Of of the power of the frequency, five twenty eight, which is love. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, five twenty eight is the is the is the is the resonating frequency of of, love. of what of your heart when it's when you're happy or what is it? How do they get? I don't know. Yeah, don't know. it's it, it's um, you know, when you're really elated, you know, when you're when you're falling in love with that puppy or that person or you know you're just you're just elated you know there's that that heart yeah yeah that's that short and what, happiness they and talk what is, and, and what is and what is going in the book can you tell me what is going at five to eight is that it can't be your heart rate it's got to be something else it's got to be a frequency that's coming out of your brain because i mean your heart at 528 would simply explode um what is going at 528? Well, I don't say? want to speak out of turn. It absolutely does say. I just don't know where it okay. is at the moment. I, I want right. to quote it properly. But, um, and if I It's got to be a frequency you, of some kind. It's got to be a frequency. It absolutely is the frequency. It's yeah. the frequency yeah. of love. Uh, what from, it's like how you affect the nothingness. Right. That vibration. Right. right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> oh, silly me. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see here. Um, maybe here's a little something, something. Because, uh, you know, some people say it's 432. And so he goes back to say, no, you know, whatever, whatever side people are on. But, um, it says, in other words, 432 hertz is not a perfect circle of sound number. Okay, hertz, there it is. That's there, there it is right there, hertz. Yeah. All right, that's, so that's a, that's, a, that's a frequency. All right. And, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, so. Why is, I, I wonder why 528 is perfect. I wonder why that is. Well, huh. <laughs> you have to read the book. He's, it's quite, let's see, let me see here. There's like 300 and, I don't know, this under 400 pages. Of why it is, <laughs> so yeah. Well, it's, it's a music frequency, um, uh, for sure. It's a well, healing frequency, meditation healing. It's the, it's the sound. It's the way that five. I'm just looking it up right now. I'm, I'm looking at it on my screen. Yes. Uh, I'm looking at five twenty eight. Okay. Uh, well, I know you're energy therapy. Right. It says Walton discovered that the A for 40 hertz standard coincides with the Solfagio 741 hertz note at F sharp. This vibration stimulates the pineal gland, ego, and left brain function, overpowering the heart, mind, intuition, and creative inspiration, which is very, very interesting. Um, the left brain function and the ego. So if we think about it, you know, I mean, this is in the book as well. But when we communicate, most men communicate by logic and reason, which is from the left side of the brain. And then women communicate creatively, expressively through the right side of the brain. So when they're talking, 
they're not communicating. They're just talking. And so neither is picking up what the other is throwing down. It's hard to understand, you know, what a woman wants. They're so complex. You know, and this is why I say, if you want to understand a woman, you have to understand love. Because love is an expression. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, just a minute. I just invited it in. I'll turn it off. It's okay. That's all right. And I, I love it. I love sound healing. You know that. I'm just all into it. And ironically, my daughter yesterday went to a um, sound healing. I forget what it was called, like a sound healing studio or something. And they had this frequency machine. You just go in there and relax and lay down and you know, people with serious illnesses go in there to heal, you know, to change their mm-hmm. vibration. Yeah. And, yeah. And she took a picture. She had the game with her. And I was like, all right, you're actually going to read it. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. tough. You know, your family, it's hard to get your family. I mean, between us, see, uh, you had four children, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I had, um, uh, four children so between us and then we have another daughter mm-hmm. so that's nine children between us Jeez. what do you think it's a lot of kids a lot of people a lot of people yeah mm-hmm. yeah that causes yeah. you to go humming along that's for sure right right yeah and um so I was excited, you know, I didn't know if she would actually read it after she got in there. Maybe she just fall asleep or something, but it turns out that she did. And, um, I said, all right. She goes, well, and I was reading the what, why, and how mom, but it seems like I've already heard this from you. <laughs> I said, okay, well don't make assumptions. You know, there might be something in there that you have not heard. And, uh, so she skipped right to the stories and I said, yeah, so tell me about them. Like, what's your favorite? What did you think? And, and she opened the book and started remembering. She's she was getting all emotional again, <laughs> and I just started laughing because, you know, she goes, "Mom, I'm trying to heal in here. I'm reading this thing. I'm getting so mad." <laughs> she said, like, "I just want to punch <laughs> that person through the face. I mean, through the book." <laughs> I said, "Good, good. You know, it's just showing you how terrible we are to each other." And um, she goes, "They're so real." She goes, I could see all of these things happening. And I said, well, yeah, they are real. You know, they're real somewhere. That's a good testimony for how you write. Yeah. Don't yeah. you think? Yeah. Yeah. Especially coming from a from a, your your child. Oh, you know, yeah. It would, you know, would be hypercritical anyway. That, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I used to um, send out a lot of uh, uh, newsletters where I was able to just like write parables, you know, little stories for, you know, my followers and our subscribers. And I love doing that, but there came a time where I had to just buckle down, you know, when we all got shut down and I had to just focus on getting the book done and stop talking about the book, stop teaching the game and just get it done. So more people could have access to it. And so I, I just couldn't, you know, I couldn't write that much. First of all, I just can't sit that much. It drives me crazy to be in front of the computer that mm-hmm. long. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so I stopped doing that. But when I was doing that, you know, she would write back and she'd go, mom, you are the best writer in the world. <laughs> and I mean, to me, yeah, that's all that matters. Isn't that nice? Yes. Yes. Because the whole purpose of the game was for my children. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, and she's a, a writer too. She writes poetry. That's pretty different in our families. I, I wrote my book to try and stay out of jail. <laughs> <laughs> no, what? Which one? <laughs> this one? No. <laughs> no, no. I'm just kidding. Um, but it's kind of fun to have a different life. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think, well. I, but I think it's good that your kids are you know, saying good things about you because that's rare, I think, in a way that maybe it's not, um, it's rare. Maybe, you know, maybe it's I, rare for me and not for you. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think it is rare. I really do think it's rare. And my children, you know, for holidays and stuff, they'll write me a beautiful card and I keep them all. And, um, that's one of my projects, you know, my documentation projects is putting it into this one big book that I have and just documenting, you know, the love that they have. I want them to know what they did, you know, without regret. It's like, no, you were telling your mom, you love her. You were doing that and you were expressing yourself and that's how you should be. And you will be with your children because we don't yeah. express ourselves. We just take yeah. it for granted. You know, I love you. Yeah, that's pretty old saw. Yeah. That yeah. comes after about a year and a half of marriage. I don't know. How long, when does that start? What? You know I love you. That started oh. two years of marriage, six oh. months. Maybe. I mean, a lot of times the relationship is over before you even say I do. <laughs> yeah, you got that right. you know know, and that's unfortunate and this is why you know i'm trying to express to people it's like stop doing that you know give yourself a break learn to recognize who's in front of you and then you know gain the courage to create a boundary and say no i'm going to keep looking instead of just falling for it you know the drama the the chaos you know the pot stirring the uh the neediness the guilt it's you don't need any of that yeah i don't recall growing up i don't want to say growing up i don't want to recall in relationships where there was a lot of posturing uh it needed to be a lot easier than that just all kind of going along oh gosh Um, but that was a while ago that's a while ago john there's so much drama (laughs) Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> in today's world no Mm-mm. you know there's so many people that are single because it's crazy out there it's, it's literally like you know people's thinking and you just don't want to get caught up in it so it's just safer to be alone and work on yourself and wait well I get some of that yeah I mean I understand that I, I just it's you know your your domestic animal is a lot more interesting than who you might be going out with at seven o'clock. Right. Um, that's for sure. 
And that just yeah. gets more and more the case. And it's probably not anyone's fault. It's just that people are so tied up in what they're doing that they can't make it. They can't depart from that to go to to tie up with somebody else to to have a legitimate conversation that isn't full of what they were doing all day or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, something happens when you when you get dedicated to another person when you really are. Uh, the whole bottom line thing seems to change. Seems to me. Um, and at least it should. What do you mean by that? Where, well, well, I mean that that if you're committed to someone, uh, then you are committed to them absolutely. Um, there's a loyalty that's involved. There's a uh, ethics that's involved. There's there's uh, you know protection that's involved. Um, you and I don't know that you have to be married to them to protect them. I mean, you. It, no. We're talking about love as opposed to marriage. Well. Um, or marriage as opposed to love, or both. I don't know, but but um, what happens when you so so it's a it's a social construct, maybe. You know, you're dating and you and you decide to get married, but you but you you certainly feel differently when you're married than when you're dating. What what happens to you psychologically? Well, okay. What happens is number one is most people fail to work on themselves, their own personal development prior to falling in love with someone else. So without falling in love with yourself and understanding why you are valuable, then you're looking for your value in someone else. So now we, we come to, you know, Hey, I'm willing, if you're willing, meaning, you know, I find you attractive and you find me attractive. So let's just see where this goes. And, you know, then it's like one date, two dates. It's like, you know, and then it's a slippery slope. You know, people are having sex all of a sudden and, you know, all of a sudden there's a commitment. You know, you're exclusive, but there's expectations and you don't know anything about that person really other than you were willing. And and then, you know, you hear people say, well, then they changed. No, they didn't change. You just didn't see it. And that inability to recognize who people are from the beginning is your downfall. You can't have successful relationships, whether it's romantic or professional. You just can't. You can't raise a child that way either. You know, it's very difficult and we're going to have regrets in our ignorance. Well, it's still a natural process been going on for millions of years, billions of years. Um, what, you know, I don't see how a cue sheet would help anything. I, I mean, obviously, if you really didn't work at it, don't you kind of overthink it if you're not careful? Couldn't, doesn't it work the other way, too? That you'd pass oh. up on a great opportunity because you're overthinking the problem? Nope. No. Just There's plain no. Such, no. no such Just thing. Just plain no? Mm-mm. Nope. You, you don't miss on a great opportunity because you're overthinking it there's there's not a connection you know if you have to overthink something if you have to overthink it you know you're cutting yourself off from love so you know so what do you do instead of overthink it what do you do then what what are you doing are you you have to be educated see when you're overthinking it it's only because you think that there's multiple choices what if this what if that well 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 you're overthinking but if you're able to identify, no, it's a turtle. I see it. 
It's nothing else. I see it. You would be confident in what you see. And then you'd be like, yeah, I don't really want a turtle. I was looking for a dog. Thanks. So, so you just jump ship? You don't try and negotiate a change? You just leave? Yeah. Uh, Mr. Turtle, would you mind changing to a dog? I'd like something a little more cuddly. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. God, is it really that simple? I mean, is it really that <laughs> it cut is. and dried? It really huh? is. Yeah. Really? It really is. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, I could either grow to love the turtle, you know, and then sacrifice the fact that I always wanted a dog. You know, well, I isn't that what happens about half the time? Isn't that, yeah. really, isn't that the reality? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And it's unfortunate. And we would have so much more love in the world if we could recognize what we were doing. See, and then on the other hand, on the other hand, <clears throat> if I'm the turtle and he's looking for a dog, I'm going to whine and cry because why don't you like me? Why don't you like me? What can I do? I could change. Just tell me what I need to do. It's like, you don't even see yourself. You're a turtle. You don't belong here. No self-awareness. So let's say that you end up marrying a turtle and you wanted a dog just based on this conversation. And you don't leave. How do you work yourself through that so as you start to love a turtle? You do it as long as you can until it's time to leave. It will come to an end. Whether or not you walk out the door, that's irre irrelevant. It's, you're going to, it'll end. You don't love the turtle anymore. So now, you know, yeah, the turtle's in the backyard, whatever, hasn't eaten or whatever. So do you ever take the turtle on vacation? You just don't do anything? If you go on vacation... I mean, you, you could take the turtle, but doesn't mean you're happy with who you're with. You just want to be somewhere and not be alone. Which we all know that when we love someone, when we're with someone we love, it doesn't matter where we are. We're just happy to be with them. How about just, safety? Is safety an issue? Feel safe versus not safe? Is well, it the comfort comfort what does okay let's let's break that down what does safe mean what has to happen before i feel safe i don't know see I, to me it's just intuitive no you just you, you feel safe or you don't i mean you can read the room or you can't i feel safe you know or i don't feel safe isn't that just well, a case of reading the room no it's not um not if you don't know what you're looking for you know so if i'm reading the room and I'm looking for the word blue and I don't see it, then, you know, it's like, no, there's nothing here for me. I'm, I need that. I need, I need to find what I'm looking for and I need to be able to recognize it. So if I need to feel safe, I'm just not going to be like, yeah, you seem like a nice guy. You know, you don't seem crazy or anything. So I'm good. Let's go out. No, no respect. You have to understand the levels of respect that are that are required for someone to feel safe. Men don't usually um, deal with that so much, which, well, actually, that's not true. But the wording, the vocabulary is different. So women need to feel safe. OK, 
and mm-hmm. that comes with respect. Are you putting her first? Are you listening to her needs? Are you, you know, are you um, talking her up rather than talking her down? You know, are you dismissing her? If you're treating her with with a lack of respect, not necessarily disrespect, but a lack of respect, she won't trust you. And if she doesn't trust you, she doesn't feel safe. So how long does it take for this thing to come apart? Oh, it could be immediately. It could be the first phone call. If you know what you're looking for, it's the first phone call. That's why, you know, when you hear men going, I'm so tired of spending money on, on women. They just want to go out to dinner and, you know, whatever on his dime. I said, well, you're the fool. Get on the phone with her. That's all you need. And she will tell you who she is if you follow the program. I'm going to tell you what to listen for. Try to save you the price of a meal. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because now they've whittled it down to, oh, I'll meet you for coffee. And women don't like that because women understand that, oh, really? Really? You don't want to spend a dinner? I'm not worth that already? So clearly you don't see my value. And clearly they don't. <laughs> so what if a guy says, I can't afford dinner, but I'd like to go out with you anyway. Do you want to go for a walk? Is that okay? Um. Yes and no. Yes, if she likes him. No, if she doesn't. Money has no part in that. He may not have any money, be dead broke, but she doesn't even like him. You know what I mean? So when he says, well, you know, you want to take a walk with me or you want to go to, you know, on the beach. And she's like, no, I don't want to spend any time with you. I don't even like you. But if, but if she likes him, then that's all okay. Um. Well, obviously, there's a lot more to it. If she likes him, money will not come into play. Okay. So you know, whose obligation is it to support the family then? Wait, say it again. I'm sorry. Whose obligation is it to support the family? Well, they both support the family. Just, you know, one is financial and the other one is everything else. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, yeah, no, no. What? No, it can't be that simple. It is. I mean, look at most households. I mean, if you look at a household, now it's changing. Now it's changing. But for a long time there, it was, I go to work. I go to work. I'm dead tired when I come home. You know, it's like, have my meal ready. I want my house clean. I want my kids clean and, you know, put them to bed or something or whatever. It's just, he went to work. And so everything else fell on her shoulders. Okay, so now, then, the, then there's the, after the 50s, everybody started going to work. So now what happens? Everybody started going to work because we couldn't afford to, to stay home, to have the mom raise those children. It's not about independence. It's about need. Okay. Yeah. Important. And so, and, and so um, if, if it's about need... And we have love as the overriding factor here for the need, then no one should get divorced over lack of funds, should they? Well, no. What happens is, remember, we go back to free will. You know, you, you can't serve both love and money. It's one or the other. You can't vacillate. You can't keep going back and forth. Back. It doesn't work that way. If you tiptoe on the side of money, then that's where you are. Period. 
Okay, so what happens is the beast calls forward everybody because they have to feed the machine. And that's money. Get out there and work, you know, pay your taxes, do whatever it is they want you to do. Pay all your fines, fees, certificates, education, keep paying, 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 paying. So they have to work. So love. Did you, love it, did you was that yeah. a dig, a personal dig to me when you said pay all your fines? <laughs> you know, you don't do that. <laughs> but uh, you know but i'm just saying it just um you know you get caught up in who's working harder who's more tired why is why didn't you do it i did it last time you know it becomes tit for tat everybody's pissed off now because they're overworked there's not enough money and love is gone what's the best way to recover from that then instantly what do you say say i love you Instantly, well, that's a whole big problem. So there's no instant to that whole big problem. But if there's a, a situation, an instance, then we can recover for, from it. You know, it's, it's really about being able to hold back a minute. For example, <clears throat> someone asked me, you know, Marilyn, what do I do when the moment I walk in the house, you know, she's complaining and yelling at me and asking me and tell me all things that are wrong and you know and he's just like get off my back i just walked in the door you know all of a sudden it's just fighting all over again you know what do you do how do you handle it well first of all at that moment the respect is already gone it was gone a long time ago all right and when the respect is gone the relationship is over period it's done so i said well if you walk in and she's all right, all irate about the kids and you're late and this and that, she's exhausted. You know, she needs a break. And so you need to acknowledge that and just walk in the door, wait until she, she's done with that rant and just say, did you miss me? That's going to change her energy field. She's going to be like, what are you talking about? She might get mad again. But if you can hold it, if you can hold your composure, hear what she's saying, and then insert a piece, meaning, you know, one of your, your virtues. Can you put some humor in there? Can you put some compassion in there? You know, can you contribute a little? You know, can you walk in and say, I'm sorry, hon, what, what do you need? What can I do for you right now? Don't even acknowledge all the yelling and screaming and the, you know, she's bitching about a hundred different things. Understand that she's at her end, I mean, the, the end of her rope. So what can I do right now? And then she'll tell you. Okay. Right? All right. All right. Go throw out the trash. All right. I'm going to go throw out the trash right now, but not before I give you a kiss. Come here, baby. Diffuses everything. <laughs> and that builds trust. <laughs> she feels safe. All right. Okay. Let's go back to dark matter. Oh. <laughs> Something more comfortable? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh-oh. Why are you laughing, John? I'm, I know I'm not. I'm not saying that I, that I don't understand that, or that I don't participate or play that. I mean, I, you know, I, I do, but it's just, it's a horror show sometimes. I mean, my God, it's just, you, you realize how many mistakes you've made in life. It's just crazy. 
I know. Um, oh, dear. It's like a fire engine running through your brain all the time. Exactly. Jeez. And that's so true. And, you know, as you read the game, you can't help but do that, right? God, oh, shit. <laughs> well, yeah. That too. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you can pick up any, any page of the game, read any sentence, and it'll, it can occupy you for days. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I know. And, and that's the thing, too. It will really humble you because you realize your own mistakes. Like maybe before there was a thing or two that you had regrets about, but you had no idea the magnitude of what you've done. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you're humbled because like, you know, you're just sorry and you're thankful. It's like, thank you for loving me anyway. And, uh, in, in, uh, among your things, you have do not love the victim first. Yeah. Think of a car accident. Medics tend to and so on. Wait, don't um, lo- love the victim first. I'm sorry, do love the victim yeah. first. Do love the victim first. Yeah. Um, so is that, does that play out in the, is the wife the victim in that scenario of you coming home from work as a male? No, no, no. She, don't, no. don't read into it and don't extrapolate. No. I gave that example because she was a victim. The, the person got hit by a car. Okay. Right. When we're emotional, right, when we're emotional, you can't be a victim. There's no victim and there's no blame. So that's why, that's why the, the, the focus on the injury immediately and not on the emotions of the event. Right. Yeah. No matter what. No matter matter what. what. Get it right. That's right. right. Okay. That's right. And I think the first impulse would be to, um, you know, to, to, to attack, you know, whoever caused the, the pain, you know, like, I'm going to kill you. I can't believe you did that. I'm just going to, you know, and just be completely irate. No, no, that's, that's, that's my line. That's my line. <laughs> <laughs> right. <clears throat> you know, that's, that's natural. I get it. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, we have to learn to prioritize. Yeah, go ahead. And then I was going to say with prioritizing, you know, when we're playing, you have to understand that we're prioritizing ourselves. Now, all this stuff that we just discussed, we've been talking about, about the relationship of men and women for 34 minutes and 45 seconds. Okay. Okay. Now, let's talk about how that information gets transmitted around in the universe so that it becomes, so that it's available to us. Um, if, if, the, if the universe is, is 528 to keep us calm, if that's the Pythagorean hertz to keeping us calm is 528, 520. It hurts. Um, do we need that hurts going on around us all the time to be normal? That is, is there a five twenty-eight. That's that's that vibration is the vibration of love, and God is love, and that's that's filling the nothingness. Okay, well, that's yeah, that's um, that's pure conjecture, but pure but yes. conjecture. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> How can you say that? 
I mean, how? Science well, to prove that. You mean if I walk out in my yard and put a meter on it, I got 528 hertz coming right out, right out of the box, just right away? Uh, no, I don't think it would register like no. that. No. no, because it wouldn't. I mean, my, my, my quartz watch wouldn't work. I yeah. need 25,000 hertz to make to be able to tell time on a, on a mechanical basis. Mm. So, so, it's, so that 528 is somebody's idea of what a nice calming frequency is. But it's not everywhere. It's just wherever you want to create it. And you literally have to create it. Mm, okay. So are you, so in your, so in your discussion of how to handle, uh, you know, genders back and forth in a marriage, um, it looks to me like the, the, the party that's supposed to be doing this, in other words, they're creating a, they're some, they're somehow creating a 528 environment to get through the stress. No, they're not. Absolutely not. So if if 528 was the energy field around, okay, that's always here. It's always present. These two people are fighting. You know, if that presence were like dust from a rug, you know, and you can see it shining in the, you know, in the sunlight, you're pushing it away. Both parties are pushing that dust away. I mean, I, th- I think that's a great metaphor, but I don't think it's, I don't think it answers the question. Okay. Um, Tell me again. I still think that you have to create. You have to somehow create. Um, you know, you have to become the third eye to find five twenty eight. Five twenty eight doesn't just. It's not just like. Gray no, you matter. elevate. You definitely have to elevate. To that frequency. Okay. Or. Or at least deaccelerate. You've got to you've got to get to it however you want. I mean, if you're running around at, you know, at at, at thirty eight thousand hertz, um, you know, you got getting down to five twenty eight is a big issue. That's a well, pretty big stretch. But we're talking about the ego that's running around in this in this world, this concept here. All right, and this is why we want to be calm. We're going to meditate. We're going to focus and breathe. We're going to just patience. You know, we want to get to a place where the physical is no longer um, felt, a concern, a constraint. It's like you let go of your physical presence in the world to become that vibration. All the dust particles are in me. And so if that I doesn't, hmm, that, that, I that make it, that doesn't make it good. It doesn't make it good. It doesn't make it good by its, by its very existence. It just simply exists. It doesn't make good. Say it again. Well, in other words, 528 is not a good frequency. It's just another frequency. You know, it's just, it's just another, it's just another thing. I mean, let's You're say saying that, that um, without, well let's, well, let's say that, let's say that, uh, that Vladimir Putin goes to North Korea, which he just did to try and buy bullets. And the North Koreans agree to sell them to him. Mm-hmm. Goes back to his hotel or crosses the international border. And he is he is calm and comfortable and feels good and he is all of a sudden in five twenty eight. So you know, so what? He's in five twenty eight. It's it's you know not I mean? really that. It's not. It's 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 almost, it's like a balance. It's not just about being calm. It's enlightenment. 
it's um you know the the elation the excitement the you know the, yeah, well, the that gratitude applies. no but he's, he's gratitude. elated and excited and gratitude and gratified he, he's he has gratitude elated and excitement because he just got a whole bunch more bullets if he did okay. i don't know okay yeah. i mean okay. so he can so we can form a proxy war and kill more people vice versa all right, well, let's 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 reserve our opinion about about him and his intention. Because okay. I think that, that truth is gonna come out here pretty soon. Okay. <clears throat> okay, so but the idea is, you know, when <clears throat> excuse me, when you have a singing bowl, right? And you're you're going around that bowl and it's tuned to 528, it's creating a frequency, right? And that frequency is filling the airspace, it is touching yes. our cells. It is helping us to vibrate the same, and it creates healing. We still created it, though. It doesn't exist without our creation. Okay. We have to create it. Okay. We have to, we have to create it to see it. Okay. We have to create it to see it. Well, to understand it or to feel it or whatever it is. Okay, but it, this vibration. We, we might bump into. We might bump into it randomly. Uh, because because a piece of equipment in the factory is buzzing at 528, or we run our finger around a bowl and come up with 528 and makes us feel good. Yeah, but what's what's missing from this um, discussion is the idea that 528 hertz is the frequency of love, and God is love. So that's that highest frequency. So we can't create it. We can't create God. We are that. What happens is we're suppressed. So what's the frequency? So what's the frequency of the devil then? Four forty. Is that someone's got that figured out? Yeah, it's all in there mathematically, right there, and how all of our music was retuned to four forty, and it creates chaos and dissension. Yeah, absolutely. And who figured that out? Well, let's see here. Uh, by Walton Kohler Reed Etal. Yep. It's on the internet 23 a440 Hertz frequency music compromises human energy and chakra balancing the chakras are virtually shocked by a440 Hertz tuning mm-hmm I I don't have to look that up <laughs> believe me this is going to come up in another conversation <laughs> believe me okay. we're, we're, we're going to come back to this yeah Okay, well, I mean, it's scientific. So, you know, I know we keep talking, going back and forth from science scientific. to me being love and woo-woo. Well, I didn't say that. I just said scientific with a different infraction. Yeah. I didn't say, you know, you're the well, one that because said it's scientific. Sci- no, because scientists don't believe in God. All right? Not all of them. When I'm not saying all of them, I'm not going to put a blanket statement, but it's they're believing in science. They're trying to find the edge. That's what we keep going to. Yes, Where, yes. Right. Where I agree there's with no that. edge. But 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 the but the non-science woo people are now coming up with these two frequencies that define the meaning of life, you know, on both ends, on mm-hmm. both sides. You know, five five twenty eight is good and four forty is bad. You uh-huh. know, who gave them that authority? Where'd that come from? Well, I guess just like anybody else who studies it, right? Who gave me the authority to to be the ambassador of love? Somebody oh, don't say God. Don't say God. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, 
(laughs) (laughs) No, it's just people will tell you who you are when they recognize something in you. So you get your authority from your environment, don't you? You always do. Yeah. All right. And it's either given to you or taken away or or it's neutral. Nobody right, cares. Right, exactly. That's why you don't have to tell right. people who you are. If you have to All tell right. them who you are, you're not that. Yeah, okay. All right. Okay. But all these things yeah. are, are it's all backdoor stuff. It's like they, people find, it's like reverse engineering your life. What do you mean? I feel therefore, therefore it must be. As opposed to the other way around. Well, you know, I mean, maybe if you, if if somebody sat around and listened to people humming long enough and came up with, with you know, five twenty eight hertz as the, as the companion normal most consistent frequency on a standard distribution curve, I could see how they would get to that. They could say, well, in most cases, five twenty eight hertz is kind of how people sound when they're happy, or whatever. Well, you know, you know I think to be fair. You know, we're only getting a crumb of information right here in this discussion to really support this whole idea about the about the vibration and the 528. You know, it gets it gets pretty, you know, intense as to how they landed on all of this and all the names that are, you know, that are for this, you know, believe the same thing. Well, I know. I mean, I I interviewed one of them for hours. That was um, Evan Alexander, who started Sacred Acoustics. That's his company. Yeah, he started it, mm-hmm. and uh, I I tied him up to to, to Pythagoras mm-hmm. because of the trip he took after he got meningitis, and he was a neurosurgeon, neurosurgeon at Harvard. So I've been there. On, I mean, I've been I've been toe to toe with these guys. Yeah, and um, and I'm and that doesn't make me an authority, but it makes it makes me curious enough to talk to them about how they got there, and what happened, and the stories are very consistent, but they're also very um very um uh, full of um you know extrapolations full of full of uh, confabulations about what happened mm-hmm. and so um and I'm not speaking for their gifts and I'm just saying that, that that I understand what's I understand the conversation yeah but I don't but I don't quite get um the platform I, I'd love to get the I, you know I understand God I don't quite get the church um, I understand my concept of God, but I don't quite get the uh, the collection plate other than to create some way to support a social contract and right. control. Right. Um, you know, I get the universe and I get the meaning of the universe, but I'm not sure why uh, we've figured out that there's an elevated beings in some part of the universe and some parts are not elevated and some parts are holy hell. I don't you know. I don't understand Dante's Inferno. I think Dante was fucking crazy. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, but I mean, you, I'm to all these points, though, to all these points, this is exactly what makes us, us, the collective, all of us, humanity different. Some things are going to make sense and some things are not. Some things we're interested in and other things we're not. And so it's really hard to come together on every topic under the sun. So if we're going to elevate humanity at all, the one topic that we need to come together on is the idea of love, what it is and how to do it. (laughs) Then you're free to, you know, whatever, explore everything to your fancy and have your opinions. And you're hang on a minute. No, I'll be be there. Yeah, no, wait, no. 
No, Melody's lecturing. Just a minute. I'll be right back. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I swear. All these things make me just want to shut up and go, okay, fine. I won't say anything anymore. <laughs> you guys figure it out. <laughs> You're terrific. You really oh, are. You're smart, God. too. Mm. You're, you're beyond terrific. You're smart. <laughs> Here, let me give you a little excerpt of what this thing says, this book, okay? It says, the BBC right. tuning note is derived from an oscillator controlled by a piezoelectric crystal that vibrates with a frequency of 1 million hertz. This is reduced to a frequency of 1,000 hertz by electronic dividers. It is then multiplied 11 times and divided by 25, so producing the required frequency of 440 hertz. As 439 hertz is a prime number of frequency, a 439 hertz could not be broadcast by such means as this. So that's, you know, it's, they're getting into it. They're telling you how it is that we've come to 528 or 432 or 440 you know, how it actually comes to be. And that's all the digging, 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 digging. But here's the thing. You can read that whole book. You can contemplate the whole book. Try to understand it, whatever. But the clock is ticking. 24 hours a day. Did you learn how to love today? No, but I learned about it. I learned about hurts. Learn where they came from, what they think. No, well, that's another day gone. You didn't learn about love, you learned about hurts instead. Right. You didn't move the needle at all. Well, <laughs> somehow, then we have to be able to combine those two. Mm -hmm. Because of, I cannot imagine not learning about something while I'm drowning in love. I have to be able to do both. Well, here's the thing. Because love is constant all the time, whatever it is that suits your fancy that you're learning about, you just have to apply the, the formula. That's it. Okay. It, it just, it's just something that you can't put down ever. You're never not in play. <clears throat> never. I think Some... that's one of the best parts of, the, of, the, of, the, of your book. Well, one of the good parts is the forward that that uh, Craig Lipscomb wrote. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the in the very part, the last sentence of his foreword, where he says, "Be careful with your answer; you are now in play." Right. His last sentence. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. Just brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, and it's and he like he said, it's arresting because you're just like, oh, like all of a sudden the spotlight is on you. Because now you have the answer. What are you going to do? And every time you choose to put it down, forget about it, walk away, ignore it. Oh, the devil is ruthless. Yeah. Now the devil says, I got you. You're mine. Yeah, but I mean, it, it, it seems like this whole conversation is some kind of advanced game of Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, you know, it's like we're dealing with a board game. We start putting, we start putting, you know, quanta to all this stuff um it's just there it's just there you know we're, we have tools to measure it and look at it but it's just it's just there and and um if we don't like it we avoid it 
Mm-hmm. So, but what I'm hearing is that is that there are certain frequencies that we know through research are bad for us. Yes. You know? Yes. And I think and I and I think that's very suspicious. That's right. I think that's that's all part of the control mechanism again. That is it. If someone tells me that, that 440 is bad for me, what else you got? You know, because because I'm going to go in there and decide how I feel about 440. Um, you can't. Or about, you can't really make a decision unless you can exercise a different decision. So what that means is that 440 brings us down into the ego mind right and in order to get into 528 into faith-based love right and a creative mind you have to know the difference without knowing the difference there's no way to get out you're you're going to be programmed to whatever signal they put out well i'm going to give myself more credit than that you know are we talking about me here no 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 it's anybody Anybody, anybody who's out there thinking they're they're operating in the free world, you know, able to come and go as they want, they please and start and stop jobs, careers, whatever, under the guise of freedom. You're not because you're being programmed all the time. And if you're not privy to it, it's working. Who's educating us? Who's educating the educators? You know, what is the agenda behind there? Why because are that's a, it's an endless conspiracy theory? I mean, it's just it's not. Look at look at conspiracy our, of conspiracy. It's what? not. A, how is it a conspiracy when it's been proven true? It's no longer a conspiracy. Well, after no, that. no, that that's where the conspiracy starts is on the proof. You know what? I'm skeptical about the proof. What is the proof? You know, well, I'm a, I'm a research scientist by design. Right. Right. Okay. So if we look at our, our education system, are children getting smarter? Well, it's through no fault of their own that they're not getting smarter. They're being influenced by these people you're talking about. Right. Which, which is society in general, I think. What you're saying, you see, what, what, what I hear you say is that, is that that influence is evil in some way. I think it's just stupid. I don't think it's evil. I think it's just dumb. No, it's it's an agenda. It's an evil agenda. It's satanic. We are we are in a spiritual battle. And it is if it's not good, it's evil. And that satanic battle starts when that child is born. They tag them with a number and they want to inject them with what? Over 70 uh vaccinations now. It starts yeah, I know, then. I know. You know what I, I mean? Know. We talked. We talked about this yesterday. I know. I know. Right. So it starts <clears throat> at that moment, and then it's our food system. It's it goes through our education system. You know, the idea of you're not going to get a good job unless you get a higher education, and then you know, there's all these false promises. You get out on the other side, and there's nothing there. But isn't that bad management versus evil? Isn't that just bad management? Nope. I'm not taking that responsibility, John. I'm not. I can see it. No, there's so many good people trying to do good in this world, trying to love each other and wanting to get by being suppressed, you know, with all kinds of, you know, hurdles. And but that's control. Those, those, but right. that's the control. But you're saying that the control is satanic. Yeah. Right. Okay. 
but it's evil. I, I think you can use the metaphor that it's evil because the people that are controlling are evil, but are they starseed devils? I wouldn't call, I mean, you know, that's, some people may say that. Some people may say that. So if they're not, so if they're just normal people that are evil, how are they evil? How are they becoming evil? Um, it's I not because they were vaccinated as a kid. You know, something else is at play here. Well, we could really go down that road. I could really take you there, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm not ready for it. Is that what you're yeah, saying? No, no. Yeah. Well, my job is to teach about love. <laughs> not to prove the conspiracies. <laughs> well, here's the good news, okay? Um, a book club in Minnesota has decided to use my book as their selection this time. I love it. And that's cool. And I've been invited today. I was invited today to uh, discuss my relationship with USAID to the Heroes Cafe in Shoreline, which is a bunch of veterans. Uh-huh. Isn't that cool? It is super cool. Congratulations. I love it. Yeah. They're going to love yeah. the story. No doubt. No doubt. You know, I'm wondering if these conversations uh, interrupt your flow, you know, for writing the second book. Well, they have to, but I mean, we'll get, I think that'll be, I'll grow into writing again here pretty quick. Yeah. Um, you know, as I, as I run out of, uh, or run into or whatever it is, I mean, I, I, I think that's, I think I'm, I have to have the capacity to do both or I'm, you know, I'm dying. I'm circling the drain, but I can't <laughs> do both. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's not really that it's literally the creative expression you know when when you're in the mode like you're just you got blinders on it's just you and the keyboard and you know you're flowing if you have interruptions coming in you know whether or not somebody walks in the door or it's just in your head you've got an overload of information that you didn't have before. And now it's like all these things are making you contemplate and research and find out. And this, that is taking you away from your flow. So what are you saying? We have to stop the podcast. No, I'm just saying, no. I'm not going to be <laughs> overloading you with stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do that. I want you to write because the story is beautiful and you know, and the same with me. I mean, I've got a few things I need to accomplish, but I need to get back to writing. I agree. I, th I, I agree in both counts. I think that we both need to write because that's what we're good at. Mm -hmm. um, we're not bad at talking either, actually. Um, yeah. Well, I love our conversations. I do. So, but the, the writing, I, you know, I feel like I think I'm conflicted and that's why I'm not writing right now. You know, what my heart is calling to a novel and my, you know, I know that I've already started two other books and I need to, I need to just finish it because it's kind of a no brainer. So how do you, how do you do that? How do you, how do you create the discipline? Do you just, is it a mechanical process where you do it at a certain time of day? Like you get up and do 350 words at 8 a.m. whether it come hell or high water? No, I don't work like that. Do you? No, yeah, no. I don't. yeah, not at all. Some people are disciplined that way, but no, I have to fall in love with it. Like I have to fall in love with the idea that this is my time, my space. I'm going to open up this thing with no distractions and I'm going to create. 
And a lot of times, you know, you just don't have that space because, you know, the phone, the text, somebody needs you, somebody needs an answer, da, 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 you know, and it's like, oh, God. And then, you know, well, you lose- yeah. that's an oscillation of life. I think, I think everybody goes, every writer goes through that. Um, unless you, unless you go to Brazil and check into a hotel and write nonstop, you know, um, I think that the difference between that and what, what I'm doing right now is, is that and what you did in the game, I think, is that, is that these, these particular books are, are um, coming from, um, are coming from a, a, an epiphany as opposed to a story um, of, some, of some kind. Yeah, it's, epiphany it's a rec- is not it's a... really the right word. I really don't even like it. I kind of resent it, actually. It's, it's not an epiphany. And epiphany okay. is like when the light bulb goes off and I'm just like, oh yeah, why didn't I think of that before? That's an epiphany. You know, all of a sudden you so what word is, So what word is better? Because um, I, I don't, I, I agree with you. I don't like epiphany either. I just, just popped into my right. head because I'm tired. Well, the, okay. The, it's just, it's... Um, I'm scared. I, I'm scared. Of what? Or, nothing of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's a better no. word? I well, I mean, for me, I know the difference when I can feel spirit working through me. It's effortless and just coming through my hands. Well, I feel the same way, but I'm uh, what you're calling it is spirit. I'm just feeling it um, on this on in the second book. But you're a feeling being. That feeling is <laughs> is what keeps you breathing. Hmm. You know, it's, it's our receptors, you know, all of, all of the stars that are in us literally feel their, their information sources. And when we can, you know, kind of just calm our mind and put our intention, intention and attention on what it is we're creating, the love starts to flow. And that's when that, that's the difference between a good story and just something some, somebody wrote. Um, I think, I think how I'm going to couch that is, is like what Alexander did. And that is living in a mindful universe. I think that, I think that we are travelers, uh, in our own way We're travelers. If the, if the energy's out there and we're out there and we're going, we're not here, we're not there. We're, we're sort of a lot of places at once. Our body politic is walking around a backyard, but I think that's a lot of other stuff in play. And, um, I think the universe is there. The universe has a mind. The universe is a mind. In fact, if you take the extension of a of a particle and take it all the way up to to, to okay. the height of the universe. Wait a minute. We're at sixty two minutes, and you just said that the universe was a mind, as in mm-hmm. consciousness. Doesn't that contradict what we were talking about yesterday? <laughs> you mean well? I I didn't say I had to be consistent. Where does that end? Where is that in the deal? We have to be consistent. Uh, let me look that up. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm going to remember that because we do agree. That's consciousness, <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we pull all this from. And when we can settle into ourselves, then our light touches that light, that consciousness, and it starts to flow. I mean, I know you're right. It's just that it just annoys me the hell. Out of you. <laughs> 
<laughs> Can't we just love? Can't we just be in love? <laughs> we always have to debate. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. All We're right. over the hour. Right. Mike wanted it. Yeah, you got to okay. go. Okay. I'll talk to you. All right. I love you. <laughs> I love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.